Who is Octavia Saturday? Well, Octavia is one of the best humans I know. Her constant love and support as my friend keeps me alive and motivated and moving forward. She picks me up when I fall down, and I'll always try to do the same for her. She's also magic as fuck and knows more about tarot and astrology than I ever will and doesn't mind breaking it down for me. She's the best. Matt, chaostarot.com. Octavia Saturday is the real deal when it comes to tarot, astrology, and root work. She's extremely knowledgeable in all levels of the occult. Not only has she become my bestest friend over the years, she is my go-to tarot reader, astrologist, and the only person I found that can help me decode my dreams and interpret them correctly when I get stuck. She's one of the most supportive people in my life, and without her love and support, I wouldn't have the meme empire I do now. She has been my secret weapon helping me control the chaos in the comment section of my page, and without her, I'd probably be locked up in a padded room. I love you, boo. Ricky Baker, the narcoleptic goddess. Octavia. We bonded like that, didn't we? It's rare when you meet a soul who feels like family right off the bat. You've been there for me and understood the things I was going through without judgment, and your advice has pulled me through so much, not to mention just randomly sending me the best deck I've ever had. Dude, you are a diamond in the rough, and I love you so, so much. You really know how to be a friend, and I admire everything about you. Riverstone. Octavia's guidance has led me to some of the best decisions of my life, and she's been a true friend to me through the years. I am so infinitely grateful for her presence in my life. Iris Eve. Octavia is always a chill presence who frightens any space she's in. Benjamin Beardsley. Octavia is my most trusted friend, as well as being an absolute wellspring of genius digital creativity and a paragon of excellent taste in general. She is also probably the most talented tarot reader I have ever known. On a personal level, she often brightens my day with her irreverent sense of humor. I thank the world of her. Al Terry. One of my favorite people. If ever being part of a notorious Facebook magic group gave me something good, it has been your friendship. You are one of the kindest and wittiest people I've ever met, and I'm grateful for you looking out for me and having my back. You've always supported my art and been such an inspiration to me. Thank you for being my friend. I love you. Jess Norris. Octavia is fly AF. She's the OGBTGG. She's always struck me as really cool, and she's a ridiculously talented reader, and she's hot AF. She's literally the coolest girl. I'm a total fangirl. I adore her and respect the fuck out of her. Julia Ewing. Octavia was there for me during one of the most terrifying, upsetting parts of my life. As I lost everything was plagued by insecurity and doubt, Octavia made me feel good about myself, was kind to me, made me feel beautiful and worthy of attention and kindness. That little bit of unexpected kindness and a storm of depression gave me the hope I needed. Octavia is a great person and an amazing friend. Octavia, my go-to reader, my friend and confidant, hilarious meme dealer and strong supporter of others doing their thing genuinely. I also really enjoy the flip side of that where she calls the fuck out of people who aren't genuine and have hidden agendas. Always a pleasure to shoot the shit with and continually brings a smile to my face when she laughs at my poop jokes. Adam Borison. A strong-willed creative with a magnetic approach who I am happy to share my corner of internet with. Kevin Brown, tarot reader. Lots of love for you, Octavia. Pray hand emoji. Octavia is a rock steady badass and her lunar check-ins are not to be missed. Her aesthetic is brightly on point. She is not only a no bullshit character, but kind as well. T. Sterling Hart. 
I love Octavia. She has helped me so much. Samantha Moreno. A true meme lord in the finest sense of the word. Will Moore. Every time I talk to Octavia, I am reminded of the dread in knowing that they exist. They are not human. They come from beyond. I am reminded of the cults in Louisiana, debaucherous scallywags who dance the atonal bone music. I am reminded that I do not have the constitution nor the mental fortitude to endure knowing they breathe and walk among us. I am reminded of Rob Zombie. Damn. Damn this curse of joy and fear of alligator people. Damn it all. Iggy. So, this is CMN. Welcome, everybody. I'm Shaky Metaphysics Kennedy, and welcome to Chaos Magic News, the only media outlet banned under the Geneva Convention. Octavia Saturday is our guest for today's interview. They're a professional occultist. I've seen you call yourself a swamp witch a bunch, which I fucking love. Um, yeah, I like that one. It's on my business card. <laughs> That's... Oh, I need better business cards. <laughs> I get some strange looks. Um, they were introduced to magic at a fairly young age, and Chaos Magic has been their focus since about 2014. In 2018, they've started doing magic professionally. Through uh, Petite Botanica, they offer their services, divination, astrology, even small batch root work supplies. They got hoodoo, they got woo-woo, they got stuff you ain't even tried. They're incredibly active on Instagram. I don't go a day without checking their lunar influence posts to see what I'm in for that day. Their current self-described soapbox is tech magic. They're also a writer and currently working on three books, which blows my mind because I can barely manage to juggle this podcast, the all the articles for the site. I stay so busy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I know. It's absolutely insane. Well, Octavia, how you doing? I'm doing good, real good. That's awesome. So yeah. um, every, all the interviews we've spun out so far, we've started with this question and I don't see any reason to break from it now, but why should you care about chaos magic? Why should anyone care? Or yeah. just me personally? Well, anyone. I don't know, it's that they should. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but honestly, to be totally honest, but I don't know. I guess I'll say it's like there's a freedom there that you don't get anywhere else. And it's more engaging because of that. As far as like being able to include whatever paradigm you want, you know, uh, whereas a lot of the traditional systems are just very limiting and not as much fun. I guess I want to say. Yeah. So if 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 you want a good time. <laughs> <laughs> So what you should go for? I don't know that anybody should. I mean, do what you want, you know? <laughs> I don't care. Well, I mean, I think it's a good, I do think it's a good argument, though. It's like, if you want to have fun, I mean, if, if you want to. Yeah, spend, if you it's spend, much more interesting. <laughs> if you want to spend think. like 75 hours figuring out, um, you know, the the intense background required to do fucking PGM stuff. Cool. You're not going to have nearly as much fun. <laughs> yeah no it's yeah it's not as fun it's not and i like being able to switch around like i can study Taoist sorcery for six months and then apply it study something totally different for six months apply it and it's a layering thing i guess but it is more interesting yeah and i guess i've been like studying for a very long time and i kind of got into chaos magic much later in life so that may be more important to me than somebody who's 20 like it being fun, I guess I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Do you well, know what I mean? Why yeah. should a twenty-year-old do it? I don't. I don't know. 
I mean, well, it worked I guess for it, me when I was 20, so. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with being 20, but <laughs> I guess when I was 20, I, and this, you know, Crowley said, learn the basics before you chop it up, before you mix it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's arguably right or wrong, I guess, but I do think it's more useful. So when I was 20, I was studying more rigid systems. Right. Yeah. Talking earlier and you mentioned that you were um, blessed by having a bunch of people with pretty serious practices that kind of introduced yes. you in the beginning. Amazing. I've had some amazing mentors from a very young age. And that was just I got really lucky. I managed to grow up uh, in a very diverse, eclectic area. That's a lot of it. But no, I did. I got lucky on that note. Yeah, I don't really know anything else except this weird shit. So <laughs> it was my pre-adult mind just, you know, molded into it. <laughs> yeah, I was 15 when I oh, when wow. I started like really working on stuff. Nice. What kind of stuff were you doing when you were 15 then? I when I first started out, I was learning from two different sets of people kind of that did know each other, but there was a group of eclectic witches, some of which still practice here. Um, there's a one that's put out a few books, even on Llewellyn, but that wasn't my gig too much. Uh, but I did learn a lot from them. So, and then the other few people was uh, just ceremonial stuff. Okay, a lot of planetary magic, mm. but a lot of the just the basics with that. And then I moved to New Orleans at a young age and learned about uh, the rootwork stuff there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I lived there for a long time. Nice. That's. I've lived all over. Like, I lived in D.C. for a few years. I lived in Savannah. I was in L.A. for a year. Like, I've traveled a lot and, like, learned a lot. That's what I've spent my life doing. (laughs) (laughs) What state has the best magic people in it? Oh, my God. Michigan. Ah, yeah. Because I'm here. Got it. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, Michigan gang gang all day long. Yeah, when I moved here, I was astounded it's wild how big it is yeah like it's it's insane and and then i i it was the, the weird thing of when i moved people were asking me you know like online people were asking me where i was moving to and i was like michigan mm-hmm. like no shit that's where i'm at and i realized like oh my god they're fucking all over this place there's a lot of cool shit that happens up here i most of the time i grew up here in kalamazoo uh so yeah there's as you probably know or have heard like there's a huge occult community here and that's a big reason i was lucky enough to jump on it so young but michigan is yeah wild all my favorite people practice here (laughs) Uh, and not even in kalamazoo just all over michigan yeah, yeah. Well, you know, our, our mutual friend, uh, Matt from Chaos Tarot, is totally... I you know, love he's, him so oh, much. Man. He's so great. I love that guy. He's so great. He is. He is. I absolutely love him. I saw him... Was it on Halloween? Yeah, because he... Um, or the day before? It yeah. was something like that. Yeah, yeah. We went and got a bunch of cemetery dirt. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, I have to thank you for that, because um, the, the listeners don't know, but we have an interview with Matt that's going to come out fairly soon if i can ever get this behemoth of a thing edited right but it was it was entirely because he was hanging out with you and he was just like hey um i i i think i'll i'll head over there if that's cool and i was like "Ah, yes thank god he said it was really spur of the moment we ended up like not hanging out super late not for any big reason i think like my partner mouse was like cleaning the house or something and it was just um loud in here but yeah anyway so we chilled for a while and then he headed over there so right before he came to see you yeah we were digging up cemetery dirt (laughs) that is that's some real fucking witch shit right there though you know it is like what were you doing before the interview digging up fucking cemetery dirt (laughs) 
<laughs> All uh, day long. All right. Well, you know, Matt's a great way to segue into this because Matt's also a huge proponent of this. But so you, you said that you don't think people understand tech magic. No, I think it's really, it's not so much. Well, th- I think they would understand it if they gave it more of a chance. You know what I mean? But there's just a version. There's an aversion to even paying attention to it. And maybe that's out of intimidation. I don't know. But it's a shame because it's so underestimated as being useful. But if people want to sleep on it, that's fine. I'll <laughs> ride this wave with Matt. <laughs> that's our that's our one of our soapboxes that we bitch about a lot. So. Yeah, I, I think it's I, I think intimidation's a good word for it. I think a lot of people are they aren't particularly versed in any ideas about like what you're doing other than like, I don't know, I can make a sigil online. I guess that's tech magic. People don't see the, the wide right. breadth of possibilities in it. Yeah. It kind of takes an artistic mind, I guess. Yeah. Um, or an inventive mind. I don't know, but it's a fucking shame because it's so useful. Yeah. I think there's part of it. That's like, people find it kind of hokey. Like I remember when I yes, first started. No, yeah. there's some parts of it that get shit, like that get shit on outright. Well, you know, I've had people straight up tell me stuff. Like I remember I was I used like an online tarot reader type thing for something, mm-hmm. and I posted a screenshot of it, and someone's first response was like, "Uh, you can't do real readings with the internet. This right. isn't fucking." No, it's check like, this out. See, that's one of my biggest uh, pet peeves right there. You nailed it. And the traditional crowd, I will say, of witches really look down on it they really shit on it and i think part of it maybe they think it's tacky i don't know but they just don't give it any credit for being legitimately useful and if you break it down like why wouldn't it be it's as random tarot cards are just a tool a computer is just a tool yeah i mean it's like like i just tell people like what's the difference between having fancy images on cardboard and fancy images on a computer screen right my readings i do are all by hand with cards because people don't want to see that shit you know online readings because they like we were saying they don't think it's legitimate but for myself i do a lot of personal readings um i use chaos tarot binary all the time you know, I was telling Matt last night, I genuinely use the sigil generator on Trinary. Me like, too. So yeah, much. Like, like, it's just regularly. I mean, part of it's just the convenience of it. And like, why, yeah. why are you shitting on so that, much right? stuff in one place? Uh, I know that, it's insane. Yeah. I apologize if I'm talking over you. I'm not used to the interview process. <laughs> No, I mean, first off, if anyone anyone wants to sit here and complain about people talking over me, I'm just going to remind them. I have a podcast where it's just me talking over my co-host, so you get plenty of that. I don't want to turn it into an Octavia monologue, so I would would sit here and just be happy to hear it, so don't worry about that. Oh, well, yeah, I can can be entertaining sometimes, (laughs) especially when I'm kind of baked on edibles, so. (laughs) But yeah, the, the digital divination, people are just sleeping on it, and it's a shame honestly it's their loss because it's just more tools in your toolbox that you could do to you know get effective shit done right and i think chaos magic as a whole i mean the community of it as a whole i think is a little they're they're obviously the more accepting branch of that sort of thing oh for sure well we 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 embrace change easier right a lot of the older people don't at all but a lot of the younger people now are seeing this and and embracing it and jumping on it much more so than um you know people that are a little older yeah i think that's unfortunate too i don't know but 
they get people get stuck in their ways yeah 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 and i mean i part of it part of um doing like for instance like divination selling it part of it i you just enjoy the feeling of doing it with your hands too so there's like a there's a weird balancing yeah. act of you know what if it works for you just based on how you feel about it so i can kind of understand for sure, that for sure. but there's a lot more to tech magic that just com- gets completely reviled and i mean i've been that's guilty almost of almost the worst yeah that's the worst shit i've heard talked is about the the divination yeah yeah that is that is the, the big one um the other big one and i'm guilty of it just because i have lots of strong opinions about ai but did you see right when the um the the ai image craze started taking off someone was like was using it to make sigils and shit and they're like mm-hmm. what about ai creating their own magic and stuff and i saw people legitimately freak out about that which was funny but also like yeah I that's don't know. so strange it's kind of surreal yeah it is probably pretty out there though to a lot of people to be honest so i shouldn't be so blase well i mean i suppose i think like especially people that are just coming into it that's probably going to be one of the weirdest things in the world for them that's to, true. you know the idea of like i i just i, I found the, the a copy of the goetian i've been reading that and then suddenly i just see oh yeah ai are making sigils now like oh my god uh, yeah <laughs> yeah this whole has been um this whole like uh i'm not gonna call it a trend but i guess this whole moment that people are noticing ai more is is interesting i use it for art a lot i have been for quite a while but i make like art sigils Mm -hmm. my whole instagram is a hyper sigil really now yeah i go in with it (laughs) i mean your your insta is probably the most interesting one that pops up in my feed more often than not thank you i mean thank you i appreciate it it's good stuff like, it's small i think it like freaks people out a lot of people out because my numbers are, are quite small but thank you i appreciate hearing well that. more more people I need to get into it. it it's so it's so good but i wanted to ask you what made you start posting the uh daily lunar influence thing days you know what i mean like well yeah i wanted to do a daily content and i've had a real problem with doing like the readings of the day with cards mm-hmm. because they feel and this is might piss people off but it feels very horoscopy to me oh yeah it totally does yeah and it's just planetary energy is is much more um less open like just to apply to everyone i guess i want to say if that makes sense no yeah yeah um, i definitely get that i i wanted something that that was more applicable not that readings of the day can't be good or useful but it just didn't feel to me like it resonated with a lot of people so i was like you know just rolling ideas around and i decided that one was going to be the most useful i guess to people well it's something i don't hear people bringing up a lot in fact i think a lot of the times when you the only time i see anyone talking about the your lunar influence for the day is when i see like daily horoscope type things that are astrology based yeah so and it's been interesting because i've i'm not even gonna lie i i was um i can't remember what day it was or what the reading was obviously but i read one of them and while i was on the fence about whether or not i was going to go through with a working that day and i saw it and i was like mm-hmm. well the the moon's on my side so let's go for it yeah i actually factor in all the related aspects with other planets too so if there are aspects between the moon and any other planet i figured those in in the like I configure that in. Oh, okay. Yeah, every day. Nice. 
it's fun i like it and honestly it's like a life hack you know yeah well i was looking at your site earlier and i noticed you use the phrase life hack which is i was like part of me kind of cringed for a moment because i was like oh life hack, <laughs> magic life but then i thought about it and i was like you know honestly that's it's probably... very simplified yeah it is i mean I, I think a lot of us especially people that have been doing it for a long time start to lose a lot of the um the joy of just using magic to make your life simpler. Yeah. You know, we, we get very, yeah. you know, anyone who spent a month and a half, like trying to invoke their Holy guardian angel or whatever like that doesn't want to like sit there and be like, ah, oh, nah, you know what I really need is I need a, I need a server to help me keep my room organized. You're like, man, I'm, right, I'm, right. I'm following For my sure. true will. My, my room's just going to be dirty. <laughs> I'm not going to say too much on that one. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you, since you've been doing it for, I guess it's four years now, because it's 2022. Um, but you, doing what? The chaos uh, pro, magic? Well, no, yeah, professional stuff. You oh, said, since 2018. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, what made you want to make the jump into that other than just, you know, the obvious money? I just wanted to work for myself and, like, enjoy what I do. And it's crazy because I've always wanted to do that, but it wasn't until 2018 that I was in a position uh, to really do it. Yeah. And that's really the biggest reason is that I wanted to be self-employed doing something that I loved. So I got on my grind and went for it. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Too, oh, I'd imagine. I can't even begin to fathom because I've... It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, just trying to promote the site and the podcast on this end is a huge chore. And I told myself when I started this, yeah, it's like, we're I not, not going to make any money off of this. I have no desire to make money off of it, really. But It's difficult. Yeah. And it's a saturated market, too, with readers. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. So you really do kind of have to stand out and be really reputable before you're going to make any money. At least with the reading, mm. you know, with the full-time occulting, not with the podcast stuff. Oh, but. well, yeah. Well, I I think that that's, I think your uh, statement applies a bit to this as well, but. For sure. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. I, it's a lot of work. Like, you have to put a lot of fucking effort into it. What's the biggest hurdle you've had to overcome with it? Like, was it really just being able to gain a reputation the biggest hurdle i've had honestly is myself and it's patience mm. I, i've had a hard time being patient and letting it grow i've done a lot of meditation on patience the last four years because it doesn't happen right away overnight you know it takes some time and effort and motivation and grind and everything and i've gotten much better about it but at first like the first year uh, i was very impatient and that definitely has been my biggest problem I'm bad with time management, too. Mm. So that's been a hurdle. I would make more money if I was better with time management. <laughs> we all would. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's universally applicable. Yeah. As we both sit here being like, first, you were like, hey, we can we start like a half hour later? And then a half hour later, <laughs> I'm popping up like, all right, give me like 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Case in point. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. It all works out, though. What are you going to do? I enjoy life. So I'm happy with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got here. That's all I care about. Exactly. I always like asking this for readers in particular, because I think it's sort of it, it, it's something that demonstrates the kind of clientele you end up getting. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the what's the weirdest thing someone ever asked you to do a reading for? Oh, I am not even going to say it. Oh, God, that bad, huh? 
It's that bad. I've had gnarly requests. Let me tell you. I've cut people off, clients off for some requests that they've done. Yeah, Yeah, I don't even want to say for a public forum. I'll hit you up later, though. We can have a private convo. (laughs) There's some wild ones, but (laughs) that's not uh, for public consumption. Right? Yeah, we they don't they don't need to hear these sorts of things. I suppose Um, they don't. All the dirty secrets. (laughs) My other question, I think, is um, do you find that it's mostly like spooky woo woo people that are coming to you for readings, or do you get a lot of people that are like, I don't understand magic at all, but you seem like you know what the hell you're talking about. I'm going to say it's 70, 30, yeah. 70% of my clients are into uh, this sort of thing. I have, a, I have a large amount of clients that have lots of practice experience. And that's like crazy because I, you know, I'm pretty thankful that, that somebody, you know, knowledgeable would trust me enough, but then like 30% of my clients aren't into this sort of thing at all. Um, professionally or full time or, you know, in their own life. Uh, I get like soccer moms, <laughs> Cabernet, you know, wine drinkers. Yeah. Is little Timmy going to make it onto the, the, the yeah. uh, JB team? Yeah, well. yeah, really wholesome shit. Like, well, that's... I get lots of relationship questions. Yeah. From, from everybody, though, across the board. I'm curious because this came up while we were discussing tarot last night. Um, Matt and I, how much stock do you put into tarot as a actual sort of, um, how do I want to phrase this? What, what makes tarot different than just any other form of kind of like, I guess like maybe the word we use is like cold reading, taking any sort of symbology or trying to read anything and get gain some sort of insight out of it. Cause Matt was very much on the fence that it's like, there's like, you can do anything. Isn't I mean, divination is as divination does. Well, honestly, like they're all tools, you know, and some are more complex than others. There is a lot more symbolism and correspondences in tarot than there is in like throwing bones. But yeah, but at the end of the day, it's sort of the same thing. It really is. Honestly, some takes some takes more intuition than others. But. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can't, like, anytime I've seen anyone read tea, I've always just been fascinated, because it's like, I do not see half the shit, all I see are some tea leaves, I'm not getting any of the well, subtle Well, that's the either. thing, I guess, you know, I guess there's a difference, I guess, because anybody could pick up a tarot deck and learn to be good at it, but not everyone is going to legitimately be able to learn how to read tea leaves in a way that's accurate. Either you have a knack for that sort of thing, or you don't, so, like, either you're attached or not you know yeah yeah either you've got some weird psychic abilities or you don't and (laughs) you can't really learn that so much you can refine it and you know you can improve on what you've already got but yeah some people have more of an act for it than others and the people that don't learn learn how to read tarot cards yeah those are great get some eching yeah exactly there's plenty of divination choices you don't have to be an intuitive reader or I'm not going to use the term psychic. That's scary, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be weird. You don't have to be touched in the head. I, I don't know. I think uh, psych, it, being psychic is a weird kind of crossover for me in the occult community, right? Because, it is. Oh, definitely. Because so much of it is grounded in this idea of like oh these ancient forces and you know metaphysical Mm -hmm. mythology type things it's like whenever i see the ufo crowd start busting up into magic groups it's like i don't want to yeah no you're right totally i don't want to say that like you don't belong here but it's just like yeah that's why like i don't go around identifying as a psychic (laughs) nor would i ever but at the same time like i've always had dream precognition and just weird shit i'm a fucking weirdo you know (laughs) but i leave all that uh out of things 
<laughs> when I'm, you know, talking to people or uh, explaining my practice and stuff. Because you're right, it is a whole different world, <laughs> a whole, whole different crowd. Yeah, that I don't mix with really, and more power to them. Yeah, you know, I mean, but... you know, you're hey, you're out there doing your thing, and I I appreciate it. I just yeah, I don't exactly. I, I don't quite understand it, but I'm happy for you. Right exactly it's like angel numbers you know i don't know that's fine be happy (laughs) do what you do but, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not going down. It's not my path. cup of tea. Yeah, particularly. <laughs> right. I think from a chaos magic perspective, that's part of what lets me be so um willing to just say like that's not my jam, because it's like yeah, you know, I can yeah, I, I can I can entertain this idea, and if I really felt like it was gonna be something useful, I'd find a way to integrate it into a practice of some kind. But absolutely, there's, there's, that's what I. Yeah, there's so much more freedom. But there's always certain levels of things. It's like you know, I'm just not gonna get into this. It's never gonna work for me because I'm just shaking my head when I see it. Same, yeah. Twin flames. Like, oh. yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of those. So, yeah, I'm not gonna go down that road talking shit about people. I don't want to be an asshole. But, but yeah, it's just not my cup of tea, really. What else did I have here? Oh, well, you said you're writing three books. I I gotta I know what they're about. Oh, nice. Thank you for asking. Um, The first one, I guess I'll bring up first because I can plug a different one. Um, It's just a book of poetry, like a chapbook of poetry. And I already have one of those published. You can get it on Amazon. Ooh. Um, I didn't publish it. It was Westvine Press that published it. Okay. And I'm working on another one for them. So that's that. Uh, the second one, actually, Ricky and I are working on a book together. Hey! And that's Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's going to be spectacular. Just let me tell you. It has to do with like dream work. Ah, uh, yeah. Ricky's real big from into an, dream from work right now, too. Right, right. And like in textbook form. So yeah, we're going to help the masses. <laughs> that's great. Uh, well... <laughs> we're going to do good for the community. <laughs> uh, about time somebody did, right? <laughs> yeah, we're out here being wholesome as fuck. <laughs> uh, well, since it's on dream work, I and being a Lacanian, I have to ask everybody, what's your what's your theory on dreams then? Like what's oh, the what's going on? That's a big question. There? It is a big question, but we're here to ask the big questions. That's a lot. What is my what is my view on on just dreams in general? Yeah. I guess it's a very uh Jungian view right off the bat. A lot of it is psychological, you know, subconscious coming up. But I think there's also I don't know, I'm not gonna say parallel worlds, but you can you can visit places, I guess I wanna say things can visit you so it's almost like liminal space Mm. so it's a mix of things you know there's a lot of subconscious things rolling around it there at night that have been on your mind during the day you know might have some weird spirit visits who knows i mean i I think it's a it's a lot that a lot goes into what makes up dreaming you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's um i think that's why dreams are such an uh interesting phenomena from the occult perspective very yeah well, I mean, like, and as, again, as far back as Freud, everyone has had dream, had um, uh, theories on what dreams are about. And right, only, exactly. The, the Especially only... Young went with it even harder than Freud. And, oh, yeah. You know, he he's done a lot for the occult community. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm, I was a I was very staunch Jungian for many for many years of my life. And the most interesting thing I think about the Jungian community is that there a lot of them are very magical people that don't want to admit what they're doing is magic. Right, right. You know, what's funny to me, too, is he was a firm believer in astrology and did natal charts on all his clients and like 
you know, there's some people that don't want to hear that, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but well, it's true. Yeah, I, well, I, was, I was, remember but... um, I was reading, you know, in uh, Memories, Dreams, Reflections, he talks about. Um, That's my favorite book of his. Actually. Yeah, it's so good. Well, I, if you want to say it's it's partially by him, but you know, yeah, it's yeah. That's yeah. my favorite one. Yeah, it's so good. But you know, he has the whole thing where he's talking about being at seances and doing all these various things. It's like Young's a very spooky dude. He he's oh, yeah, he's, he's all into a this dude. Yeah, and like his whole red book concept—that's some spooky shit. Oh god, yeah, definitely. Well, I'll tell you the third book. Also, before I forget, is um. This is gonna. This is a more long. You know, this is a longer term project. But I'm writing a book on necromancy too. Oh, modern necromancy, yeah. Modern necromancy. So you're you're raising the dead with your iPhone. Yeah, there'll be some history in there because that's you know important. But most of it is just gonna be about what can you do with it right now. I'm not gonna go on about you know john d for fucking <laughs> 200 pages but. i'm i'm curious because necromancy is one of those things that a lot of people in the occult community even kind of view as like oh that's like fantasy nonsense and so oh, on yeah, and so for forth sure. yeah and it seems it's funny because a lot of my practice is composed of shit people don't like kind of some far out there stuff pop magic you know uh, a lot of people don't want to hear about that either <laughs> I'm developing, you know, the Sanrio characters? Yeah. I'm developing servitors based on all the Sanrio characters. And there's like 80 of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's a long-term project. I was going to say, I'm talking about long-term totally projects. totally sure what I'm going to do with that. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, no. Necromancy gets some flack for that. And the funniest thing is it's uh, really essentially just divination via the dead. Oh, okay. That's what it is. And that's how it started, literally. But then it, you know, morphs into more just death magic. And now it's, you know, both. But yeah, I don't know why. Truthfully, I don't know why people think it's corny. Death is such a, or not necessarily corny, but it's just like fantasy. Death is a huge part of the world. Huge part of the world. Huge energy in the world. So why wouldn't that be useful, you know? I don't want to speculate too hard here, but I, I, I've always thought that our cultural disavowal of death is a lot to do with why things like that get fuck yes we in the modern western world live as if we're in fact we're given this sort of um ethical idea that you know you they tell you like live every day like it should be like it could be your last yeah when, people don't people don't like to think about death right they yeah, don't they, like to think about it it's sanitized uh it bothers people it triggers people and it's funny, too, because if you look at the Victorian era, they were so sex repressed and death obsessed. And we're like the total opposite. Now. Yeah, we're, we're sex obsessed and death repressed. Yeah, I mean, they're both useful, but like, you know, utilize both. Do yourself a favor. Well, you can't have one without the other. You cannot. No, you cannot. But yeah, it's just another, you know, just like tech magic, it's another really useful tool if people would dig into it and be a little more open minded. You know, their practices would probably be a lot more successful. Mm, we're, we we That's spend a spicy a, take. <laughs> we That's spend more than take, enough time sorry, telling people on this podcast about how they can be saying. more successful <laughs> by doing the most basic things like reading. <laughs> you know, but get your shit together. <laughs> Clean your room, bucko. <laughs> oh, I, I I just have to ask. So, if aside, given that your book's not going to be coming out for a while, if, if no, people, no, yeah, no. if people were interested in trying to get into necromancy, what what would you suggest for them? Oh, what would I suggest for them? Oh my goodness, just do a lot of reading. 
yeah. do a lot of reading and research with the see there's not a good source to suggest to people and that's kind of what I want why I want to why, why I'm writing the book I don't have a good source to tell somebody I could talk to them about my personal experiences uh, but as far as like referencing them to a good book or a good yeah, website go anything, read this person I, if they're out there I really don't know about them so maybe you know your listeners can fill me in anyone that asks me about it in private <clears throat> I just tell them all based on my personal experience which I'm more than happy to do, actually, if anybody wants to hit me up. It's a fascinating topic, and I don't mind leading people, the, the noobs in the right direction, the baby wishes. <laughs> Gate, I, gatekeeping is gross. <laughs> well, hey, that, that pulls us into the other thing that I wanted to talk about, um, which is something I've, I've been picking at people a lot more so when I feel like they have something interesting to say about it. But how do you feel about the proliferation of the occult in the online communities i love it yeah yeah i love it and i think just like always the people that aren't don't really care are gonna get weeded out you know and the serious ones will keep going and i i look at it like global takeover you know the more occultists the better let's all fucking get on board (laughs) (laughs) so it doesn't bother me it doesn't offend me at all like i don't i'm not an elitist about it i think it, it would it can genuinely make your life way better uh, why wouldn't, you know, I want people to experience that? I feel like the kind of people that tend to have really bad opinions towards the online occult community tend to be people that are, I don't know, they, like I said, they're either trads or God forbid they're people that are like fucking magic fascist types and shit like that. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, trads are the worst. Oh honestly, God. they're some of the worst. Like they're the worst gatekeepers I've ever witnessed in the occult community online. And don't get me wrong. Like I, painting a rosy picture of all these baby witches getting on board and it's great i'm totally supportive of it but i will also say at the same time uh talking specifically about like social media culture there is a lot of toxicity yeah and and that's what i wanted to get at too i think it's just that there's um there's... oh you want more spicy taste oh god <laughs> yes obviously <laughs> how else are we gonna get people to listen but no 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 i think i think that Fair. i do think that there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have these sort of, you know, I guess I can't come up with a better word than elitist views towards magic. And oh, I, for sure. I guess because yeah. it makes them feel like they're a special snowflake and they get to do whatever they want. Yeah, you and know? they like to talk about it all day long and like argue about it and compare dick size and, yeah, you know, argue. There's toxic people in every uh, subgroup, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. It's like, there's just, yeah. uh, you know, a large uh, portion of humanity is toxic. So I don't know why uh, it'd be different. Yeah. At least 50%. Oh yeah. Well, you're being real generous. <laughs> well, we tried. But be. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not a pessimist, but like, I'm a deep realist as far as that goes. <laughs> I'm not very, I don't give people a lot of credit anymore. Oh, uh, I'm stealing the deep just realist term. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, and as far as my experience in the occult, communities online it's like you know it's 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 like anywhere else you go you meet certain people that are really fucking cool you know i i met right. you that's awesome you know i we oh, fucking... i've met some of the coolest people in my life that i love the most yeah and like from cmg actually oh, so wow. for as many assholes as are there or as many you know toxic spores there's also i've met a ton of cool people so it is hard to bitch too hard about me yeah, you you got to take the good with the bad in these sorts of situations, I oh, think. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you know, if it bothers me that bad, I just don't participate. 
And it's funny, like, who was it? Tyler, the creator, was going out about um, <laughs> online bullying, right? How, like, is online bull- how is cyberbullying a thing? Just yeah, close just bet, your turn eyes. Off. Turn the screen See? off. Oh, exactly. I love you. You're my favorite person he, just because I did used a tweet the... on that that pissed people off. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they were furious. Yeah, oh. he's good at that. He's a hoot. I've loved him since, like, he came out, though. I've been preaching his gospel. Oh, yeah. He's wow. a weirdo. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a spooky Bless little dude, heart. too. He's he's definitely got some. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's kept that much more undercover for the last number of albums, though. And I think that's been really beneficial for his career. So. Oh, right, right. Well, he had more the, power to him. But yeah, he had the big shift with lot, a flower a lot boy. Of spookiness going on. There. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, still, I, I love the guy. I love his music. He does. He does great stuff. Me too. He's very talented, immensely talented. Oh, yeah very inspiring for he's, my music he's into some weird shit oh definitely but yeah i mean turn it off if you don't want to be involved in a culture toxicity dip you know i mean i've, I've done it i've you know straight up no, left do. yeah you know there, you, sometimes you have to I, can't, I have to take breaks yeah to maintain my sanity and that's not from everyone but it's you know being in that space and forum in in particular i still talk to my friends privately but yeah i do need to take breaks from uh, like facebook especially yeah oh boy <laughs> instagram I, I don't as much i don't i don't need to take breaks from that as much but there's not as many you know assholes bickering so eh, i get my fair share still but maybe it's just because we're really uh we're really spicy over at <laughs> cnn <laughs> yeah i do get more scammers on instagram but that's just funny to me usually i, I get more trolls on instagram too um but that's just funny to me too yeah so that's highly entertaining shit right there definitely to go into our most beloved segment during our interviews um we have our uh reader and listener submitted questions Ooh, which we, yay. we call I saw it, your post on that i'm i'm stoked i i was worried that i posted I didn't, it and... i didn't i saw it way earlier so i don't know what else <laughs> it may have been on it but i'm, I'm stoked <laughs> to hear them. i'm all right well here's our questions from the nuts um i'll, I'll just start okay. with this because i know i know matt asked this one and he's already waiting for an answer so, he already knows the answer. I mean, he does, but he wants to hear you say it. <laughs> he just it, wants so. you all to hear the answer, which, so, which I love that. Matt literally just says money, magic, necromancy, and gators. We already touched on, uh, yeah. we already touched on necromancy. So what's yeah, the story he, with he money, magic, so and well, gators? I have to say, yeah. Uh, I have a lot of strong views on money, magic, and prosperity magic that are also like kind of hot takes that people shit on. So I'm all around the periphery. Um, <laughs> well, let's hear it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go with the alligators first. I had um, a very interesting experience with alligators. When I was 13, I lived in really southern ghost, uh, Gulf Coast, Florida for a year. And uh, I spent a lot of time. I'd sneak out, house, uh, sneak out of my house at night and go sit on the canal banks and, like, talk to alligators and hang out with them. And I spent a year doing that. And... Later on, I ended up moving to New Orleans, and I did some camping um, out in the bayous and stuff, and I'd go out there and adventure. And so I've had a lot of close encounters with gators, and they've uh, been a huge part of my life, and just in general, and my practice. I have a nine-foot gator skull right next to me. Right oh, now, that's actually. amazing. <laughs> oh, as someone who also... I have bones everywhere. That's one of my faves. Oh, uh, that's the... That's the 
that's all I'm just gonna say the episode's just gonna be talking bones with Octavia now. <laughs> yes, yeah, so oh I love that. That's perfect. Yeah. But yeah, no, I have like a deep connection to alligators from when I was really young. Um, so that's important to me. And and Matt knows about that. And anything that's important to me in that personal, not anything, but a lot of things I have incorporated into my practice and into different par you know, paradigms. So um that's one of them that I've always kept uh, in my life and close to me. Um, what was the other one? Money magic. Uh, yeah. People really tend, well, I guess simply put, people tend to think it just won't work. You know what I mean? Or can't work. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's funny too, because it does. <laughs> <laughs> it does legitimately. Um, I've had so much, and don't get me wrong, I mean, you have to look at it realistically, but if you do workings for money magic, money will get to you in the path of least resistance. It's not going to, you know, <clears throat> yeah, it's very, it's very unlikely that you're going to end up doing money magic and you're going to have a rich relative that you didn't know about die and give you a million dollars. That's happened. That's happened twice. Actually, it's Michael and I. We've gotten checks from lawsuits that we didn't even know about all kinds of crazy shit but that's uh where that all comes from and we're pretty you know happy and comfortable in life and i really attribute a lot of that to money workings that i've done to wow. help out help out the cause i need to get back up on money magic then because I, I i need some i'm telling you <laughs> i'm telling you do it i've got a few things like i'll i'll dm you and hit you up about you Thank you. A few, few tips if you want to. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for not sharing with the listeners so so no, you know, I can I keep mean, my money. <laughs> I'm not certain that they deserve it. So. <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's like open your mind, I guess, is I want to tell people. You tell yourself it's not going to work. It's not going to fucking work, you know. It's the age-old thing with um, belief is a tool, right? If you're... If Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you can't at least believe in it enough to try it, then it's not going to fucking work, obviously. But exactly. You sit there exactly. telling yourself. And then you're, this is you're playing yourself. Yeah. Before you even start. Yeah. You know. Congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah. Well done, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well done, madam. <laughs> All right. So someone wanted to hear they would how they phrase this. I would like to hear what is Octavia's ritual for her amazing card readings, if I'm allowed to ask. Well, I guess the first question would be, do you have a specific ritual that you do to get into the space? Right. No. Yeah, I wouldn't think. Um, I, that's, that's a lot less common than, yeah. you know. Yeah. Maybe some people do. I don't know. But no, I don't. And, and like I said, as far as if you, if you may ask, I, am, I came into this open uh, to any questions. So, but no, I don't. I mean, nothing external, I guess I want to say. I meditate and I clear myself internally, but that's really it. I don't have any external source rituals that I, you know, feel like I have to do before I'll do a reading. I'll do a reading anywhere. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Why not? Right now. Do it. You want a reading done right now? What do you? Well, okay. I was kidding <laughs> you really? entirely. Are you joking or what? I was kidding entirely. Oh, okay. Because I, I mean, I would. I don't, I don't care. She was yeah, ready for that, it, folks. Like, she just she sat back and, it's and not everything. Casual for me. I don't think it's casual at all. It's like an amazing tool, but yeah, I don't need any rituals beforehand. But that's a great question, and I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people do. Actually, yeah, I'm sure somebody does. 
to some small degree, or at least just, you know, repetitive things that they do to, you know, help themselves. But yeah, I have, I have a little invocation that I do whenever I'm shuffling cards, but it's not really a particular oh, well, thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not, I, I wouldn't even call it a ritual. It's more of like, you know, I know like it's a light. It's a ritual light. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's like the quick hail Mary. <laughs> right. Right. Readers. digest <laughs> Yeah. All right. What else we have? Ooh, this is actually an oddly specific question. This is someone that must know you. I want to know how she practices hoodoo as a Luciferian. How does okay. she still call on the Christian? Does she still call on the Christian God or does she adjust it for her beliefs? So that's something we didn't even bring up at all. Would, would you describe yourself as a Luciferian? Yes. Oh, okay. You want to give yeah. me the quick definition of that? So for people that yeah. maybe don't no, know. No, I definitely do. Um, I also subscribe to the Haitian worldview, I guess I want to say, when it comes to God. And, the, and this kind of surprises people sometimes, but like I'm monotheistic. I really only believe in one God. Ooh. And that God, I believe, has nothing to do with us. Doesn't give a shit about us. And is basically just some sort of the universe at large situation that we don't understand. Real common to like a Jesuit view. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was God. kind of deist. Yeah. So no, I don't engage with God for various reasons, but that's a big one because God just doesn't care. So. <laughs> do not pray to me i will not answer yeah. no but uh yeah and as far as what was the hoodoo question again what part was how do i practice oh, both? as a luciferian is yeah now strangely enough they fit together beautifully because hoodoo is uh christian based and so is luciferianism okay well no it is they use saints it's very Catholic based. I yeah, guess I right. Say. That's the way I to would narrow describe it. Down it. Further, uh, but you know, between where we're at and God, there's spirit in between, and that's anything could be considered Loa, really, with that worldview. But that's where the saints lie. That's where Buddha lives. That's where you know, and that's who you talk to to intercede, you know, within your life. Um, so those things i guess i don't understand how they wouldn't fit together well yeah there's no real just just for uh simplicity's sake how would you define luciferianism then like what oh okay well it more in the traditional now i know a lot of people look at it as more a metaphor you know the bringer of light and everything mm -hmm. for you know it's more of a an enlightenment thing personal enlightenment thing uh and of course there's then there's satanists who like you know Church of Satan people and all that. And we'll have nothing to do with that. So <laughs> yeah. I refuse to call myself a Satanist for that reason. So there's that. But then there's also, I guess I want to say the literalists or traditionalists who, you know, who do believe in that worldview that there, there is such a thing that exists. Right. Yeah. That you can commune with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's the, there's the bad God that you can go talk to if you fuck up too bad. Exactly. And I, honestly, and that's a huge part of life, you know, look at, you know, it's Saturn energy, same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like another correspondence, you know, worldwide. It's it's there. That belief is there. Uh, even with Loa, like Papa Legba has a nighttime counterpart. Ooh. Ah. That's, 
because I know my co-host is going to be curious about this. They might already know, and I'm just being stupid. But who, yeah. who's the who's the? I'll, I'll DM you about that. I'll DM oh, okay, you okay. About okay. That. I'll I'll throw that out for them again. Yeah, listeners. And you're welcome to share what I oh, talk sure. about with it. But I don't I don't know that the world needs to hear about that, especially <laughs> from me of all people. So. Uh, and the funny thing is, is I'm not totally white, but I sure as hell look totally white. So oh, I it's I, not my place to go around teaching people about that sort of magic yeah well don't i but i, I will hit you up about that sure because uh, it's really interesting yeah please do and oh, i also yeah. feel you on the uh looking white but not being totally white gang i i'm with you there mm-hmm. I'm, I'm puerto rican and no yeah. one knows especially with a name like oh, kennedy there you go yeah yeah um yeah i uh am par- partially creole oh okay well what else do we have here oh <laughs> someone wants to ask is collecting tarot decks a form of addiction <laughs> to a lot of people yeah i know collectors that have hundreds of decks like just insane and and readily admit it's addictive personally i don't like to keep more than 10 decks and of those 10 decks they're all in my regular rotation i use them regularly and i don't like owning more decks than i regularly use and it, there's no um superstitious reason for that there's no spiritual reason for that it's just a personal preference uh, but if I have a deck that, you know, has reached the end of the line with me, I'll gift it to somebody else and buy a new one. But uh, so, no, to answer your question, I don't think it's addictive to me personally, but it is to a lot of people for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think it's the same as any other They're sort collectors. of collection, you know. Yeah. Matt collects. Yeah. Which is interesting given his personal opinions on them. But very. Yeah. He's an odd duck. Bless yeah. his heart. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else do we have? Oh, uh, we have one more goofy question. What's that? Uh, do you fuck around and find out? If yes, what have you found out and what was fucked around? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I spent, I will say, from the ages of 15 to 35 fucking around and finding out. <laughs> and my entire 20s was spent fucking around and finding out. And I found out a lot of fucked up shit and I fuck around a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. How's that? <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Oh, uh, well, I, I have one more question from uh, one of our dear okay. listeners and it's really about Shoot. your name. So I was curious where, where's the name come from or is that a, is that oh, a that's secret? A, that's a great question. Um, I started using that name a very long time ago uh, when I lived in DC, I guess it was like 2000. Um, and that was for, art and writing projects and there were various reasons that i wanted to use an alias um it was a weird political time and i was doing political zines for one um and i didn't want my real name out there mm-hmm. and it was certain art things like i did you know guerrilla street art and you don't want to advertise that <laughs> <laughs> so i started using it for that um i picked it totally based on esoteric ideas uh numerology it fits um eight is like my lucky number i'm a history nerd so you know octavia and the romans yeah, um, i was, I was saturday really, is actually i've worked with i'm sorry go ahead what? i was just saying, i was actually really curious if it was a roman reference because every time i see it, it that's what oh, i yeah. think Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm a huge history nerd. Um, But also, like, uh, I've been practicing New Orleans style voodoo hoodoo for a very long time. And uh, Samedi is just French for Saturday. 
French and Creole for Saturday. Right, right. And I've worked with him. I've worked with the Barons so much uh, that I have a very fatherly feeling toward them. So I took Saturday as a last name. The last name is Fitz Numeral, you know, from a numerological, oh God, a numerology <laughs> basis. And, and from the numerology basis I'm talking about is the more Kabbalic system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or the Kabbalic system is what I use, the Judaic system. But um, so it fits there. But other than that, the Saturday just means from the barren aspect. The Octavia has more going into it. But so yeah, that's how I picked it. And I started using it, you know, for, for what I said. And then eventually, you know, social media came along. And I kind of decided I wanted to be an internet ghost. So I just started using it. And then when I started doing the occulting full time, I needed, um, I wanted to separate my personal life from it, at least publicly. Right. You know, so I just kept using that name. I've just kept using it for tons of stuff. I publish my poetry under that name. Yeah. So I'm a long time internet ghost. (laughs) Right from the start. (laughs) I don't want to challenge people to figure out my real name. So don't, don't take it that way. (laughs) But yeah, no, I guess I'm just a really intensely private person too. So that's a a lot of it. Well, you kind of have to be, especially if you're willing to put yourself out there in such a professional instance too. It's a smart move. Yeah. You got to be able to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. There's scary people in the world. That's why, that's why I, everyone's just, you know, you got, Letter S, letter letter M, Kennedy from me. It's like you know, could, yeah. Could you find well, out my like name? Matt, but too, yeah, uses an alias, and um, like I've had people hit me up and threaten to like kill me and chop me up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all kinds of crazy shit. So the more I can keep myself removed from that sort of thing, I do. And then at the same time, too, there's a certain amount of mythology with it that all comes from me personally, but it's my lore. <laughs> You gotta have lore. My, <laughs> huh? You gotta have lore. You do, yeah. I don't know. But uh yeah. So that's that's sort of my outlandish side that I feel more free <laughs> just talking shit. <laughs> Cause I'm not a shy person, but I'm a very quiet person. So most of my shit talk is pretty low-key. Well, this <laughs> has been one of the best interviews we've done. I can't thank you awesome. enough for coming thank on. You. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. That that makes me feel better. I was incredibly nervous about this the whole time. Oh you, no, <laughs> I had a really fun time, and I was really looking forward to it. So. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's just been fun. You're you're one of those people that have been on my periphery for so long, and everyone tells me how cool you are, and I'm just like, oh, oh I'm. I, I'm going to mess it up and everyone's going to think I'm terrible. Cause like, no, she didn't like you. They, ah, oh, you fucked up. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, no, I'm like so easy to get along with. I'm so low key chill. I, I think I'm on the periphery of a lot of things in a lot of ways on a lot of levels. Well, hopefully this, uh... I, I like to keep it that way, but I'm glad we finally linked up and thank you for uh, inviting me on my first podcast appearance oh uh, yeah well you won't be as oh, on the periphery now everyone's gonna be looking no at you. <laughs> i won't i really need to make that leap though so this is good this will be this will be motivating yeah this, this is, is a, a nice thing. baby step we're 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 nice fringe yeah. occult podcast you can get into the bigger ones yeah. later so when i so when i blow up I yeah. Say, yeah, my first gig <laughs> <laughs> well Joking. do you have any where can the the listeners find you Oh, just look up my socials, uh, Octavia Saturday. There aren't any other ones. Um, you'll find it all. I'm on Instagram, Tumblr, 
if you look up Petite Botanica, that's mostly just my Tumblr, but just look up Octavia Saturday. You're going to, and then just go down that rabbit hole. Instagram, I'm very active on. Yeah. So you, you know can look what? me up there too. But all my stuff's public. Uh, and I do have pricing lists up on everything. They're all business pages. Sweet. And we'll have links to all yeah. of that in the episode description and stuff for all you dear awesome. listeners to check out. So Wonderful. with that, this has been Chaos Magic News, the only news podcast that is still getting all of our headlines through necromancy. <laughs> As always, if you or a loved one have not been initiated into the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn yet, please get at us. We're trying to make that our next project for the year. Just everyone will be in the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn by the end of 2023. I love that. Um, you, can check, you can check us out on Instagram at, and uh, Facebook at Chaos Magic News. We're on Twitter at Chaos Magic News. And of course, we have the lovely, lovely website, which we have all the interviews, links to the podcast and articles, everything you could ever possibly want for us. And with that, uh, Octavia, do you, do you like the last word? Oh, no. No, 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 no. That's too much pressure. <laughs> I'll say ciao. I'll say ciao. <laughs> Have a good evening, everyone. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Oh, I've been hitting my vape the entire time. Don't worry. Okay. Well, I feel like it's loud, so I didn't want to do it. But thank you. We have the wonders of sound editing with this. Beautiful. Perfect. Thank you. I'm definitely nicotine addicted. I'm addicted to my vapes. Yeah, me too. I I really need to quit. It sucks. It's the only thing that's gotten me. Gotten the best of me. Yeah. So far. It's weird, right? (laughs) I feel like there's no addiction quite like nicotine. There isn't. No. Everything else, every other addiction I've had in my life, I've had no problem just deciding finally I'm fucking done and just willing my way through it. Full turkey. Yeah. And then fucking, but nicotine, man, nicotine's just too No, nicotine's won. Nicotine's beat me so far, for sure. (laughs) Uh, 